This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com There's many stories in the Torah where from the story when you look at it at face value, it's a little bit difficult to understand. But when you see it on a little bit of a deeper level, it sheds a tremendous amount of light, not just on the story, but lessons for life. One of the most complex stories to understand is the story of the Miraglim, the spies, right? Klal Yisrael tells Moshe they want spies to go into Eretz Yisrael. The spies go, a group of men, 12 men, they come back and they have some bad news. This land that we're going into, it's not really the greatest land. I don't know if we should go in. We got to think about it. It's dangerous. And they give this bad report to Moshe and to the Jewish people. What's the punishment for the Jewish people? What's the punishment? The answer is, Everybody, all men that are aged 20 to 60 are going to die. They're not going to be able to go into Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that, that sounds like a little bit harsh. And when we talk about this, we say, oh, you see how severe Lashon Hara is? Lashon Hara is so terrible. But is that really like the punishment that was fitting the crime? They, they listened to people give a report. It was a bad report. But it was people who they respected. The people told them, we're going into Eretz Yisrael. There are giants there. There's there's huge things going on. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is really such a great plan. And they listen to it. And Hashem says, okay, great. Everybody in the whole generation gets wiped down. And because you cried on this night, which was, of course, Tisha B'av, every year you're going to cry. And we know that historically, the Jewish people had to get into their graves on Tisha B'av, And they lay down in the graves. And then a whole bunch of them would die year after year after year after year for the 40 years that they were in the desert until the end. And they finally went into Eretz Yisrael. That's like, whoa, like that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty intense. How does the punishment fit the crime? So I want to tell you a story. I had a chassan who came to me, and he was basically in the midst of breaking off his engagement. So we were talking about it, and we were going through the different things that were going on in his life. And he starts telling me, you know, we have this issue and this issue and this issue. And at the end, he said, "I'm breaking off the engagement." And I said, okay, I hear you. Um, is this something that you feel like needs to happen? Like, it's like, you know, you cannot reconcile these various issues. And he said, I'm going to tell you my reason for breaking off the engagement. And he said, a few weeks ago, I did something. It wasn't something that I was proud of, but it was something that I did. And my kala, she sat down with me and she said, I want you to know. You know, we have all these issues, whatever. At the end of the day, I'll forgive him, I'll forget. You'll forgive, you'll forget. We'll move past this. We'll be able to move past this. But you should know that the thing that you did, I lost so much respect for you that it's going to be very difficult for me to overcome the loss of respect that I have. So he told me, he said, listen, a lot of things happen in our lives. I get it. I understand. We could forgive. We could forget. We could move on. But when she told me, you know, I'm, I don't respect you. I, I, I lost respect for you. It's going to take a long, 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 long time, if ever, that I'm going to be able to respect you. He says, I can't enter into a relationship where I know that the person looking at me doesn't respect me. I can't, I can't be in such a relationship. It's going to take years and years and years for me to build myself up to the point where she's finally going to respect me. Men run on respect. Relationships run on respect. I can't be in such a relationship. And therefore, I'm calling it off. I believe that that's the pshat in this passage. Hashem turns to Kali Yisrael and says to them, you heard something negative about Eretz Yisrael. 
When you walk into Eretz Yisrael, I want you to be like, whoa, this place is amazing. Looking around and just being awestruck. Like the Gemara and Sukkah talks about Eretz Yisrael, it talks about the Harabais, it talks about Yerushalayim, it talks about how amazing the people felt when they saw these things. They were like, whoa, this is out of this world. Hashem says, but now that you heard something negative, so you have a negative feeling towards this, that's going to be very, very difficult to undo. And very difficult to undo. So I don't want you going into Eretz Yisrael with this negative feeling. You're going to turn to your children and be like, eh, it's not so good, I don't know. I, it can't be. You, you simply cannot enter into the land once you've heard something negative about it. And that is such a powerful thought. It's your thought process about a certain thing or a certain person, it changes the dynamics of that relationship. And Hashem is telling Klaishol, if you looked at this negative, even for just one minute, you can't be in that relationship any longer. You can't. I, 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 maybe your children will be able to go in. But those who heard the words of Lashon Hara against Eretz Yisrael, you can't be in this relationship. It's like this chasen. Once she heard these things about me, once she looks at me in a certain way, I can't be in this relationship. Such a powerful idea. I want to take it one step further. So yesterday I had to go to the bank. And it was packed. There's tons of people in the bank. So I'm sitting there, I'm waiting my turn. People are screaming at the bankers. It was, it was a very hostile environment. Finally, the banker comes out and the banker sits down with me. I had to make a wire transfer. Banker sits down with me and very grumpy banker. Like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, what's the numbers? Where's it going to? Like just snapping, being very, very not nice. Okay. I'm like, all right, you know, they're having a bad day here. No problem. Midway through our conversation, the bank manager walks in turns to the banker who's dealing with me and the bank manager sees me and recognizes me. I'm a local accountant. We do a lot of business together. And the bank manager goes over and says to the banker, oh, here's our favorite accountant. It's Ruvain Epstein. <laughs> so the banker who's sitting there looks up and, and looks at the, at the bank manager and goes, oh, yeah, of course, our favorite accountant. We love you. you. Do you need anything? Coffee, maybe? Like, what can we offer you? We love our accountants. Oh, fine. And the rest of the conversation, oh, what's the number? Where are you sending this money? What's the money for? Is everything good? How's business? Okay, we end the conversation. I walk out, and I'm thinking to myself, this lady must think I'm an idiot. Like, five seconds before the bank manager walked in, she's treating me like a peasant, like garbage. The second she hears, oh, this is our, this is our Grace accountant. Now all of a sudden, we have to be nice to him. We have to put on a show. People are not stupid. People see right through it. A relationship that's built on respect, the respect is tangible. You could see it. You could feel it. When you're faking it, the person's like, are you joking? I see right through you. This is not something you could fake. And I want to tell you three quick things that are just so simple to put into a relationship to help upgrade it from one level to the next. The first one is simple. Every person has so many things about them that you're able to respect. If you make a list, it could be on your phone, it could be that you write it down, a quick list of things. I respect this about my spouse. I saw this about my spouse. It literally, that one time of talking to yourself will upgrade your spouse in your eyes. It will upgrade your spouse in your eyes. Just like Kalei heard something bad and it changed the way that they perceive their Eretz Yisrael. It will upgrade it positively. If you just tell yourself, wow, I saw my spouse do this, 
They are amazing. Jot it down. Write it down. Tell it to yourself. That is something that will slowly change your perspective of your spouse in a good way. The second thing, never do anything that makes your spouse look down at you. Never. Respect is built on respectability. If your spouse respects you, it's usually because you're deserving of that respect. And when you when you break that trust, when you break that respectability, it oftentimes takes years, years to be able to undo that. The third thing is so simple. Never compare your spouse to anybody else. Because you're always going to find something by somebody else that you don't think you have at home. And very often, if you plumb the depths of your spouse's respectability, you're going to find so much there to respect on so many different levels. And when you keep telling yourself over and over and over what you do have, you're going to appreciate that more and more, and you're going to take your relationship to the deepest levels. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.